You're listening to the Comic Book Informer Podcast with Vince and Raj, a podcast for everyone from comic nerds to comic noobs. You know who you are. Now here's your host, Raj. Hello and welcome to the Comic Book Informed Podcast. This is Roger coming to you on Thursday, actually, October the 6th. We're a day late and a dollar short, but it will still be one hell of a show to make up for that. And as always, we've got Vince with me. How are you doing, buddy? Angry. Well, I don't blame you. To be honest, <laughs> I, I might have started with disappointed, but uh, we could jump right to angry if you want. <laughs> yeah, I, I think we're well past disappointed. Disappointed was around uh, 8 p.m. last night. <laughs> okay, so... What we have this evening is a full 52 episode covering all of the new number ones that came out last month because we wrapped up all of the new number ones. We are now on to the number twos, which some may say some of those number ones were. And uh, we're going to talk about everything that we experienced last month and our thoughts on it as a whole. We'll get into our overall thoughts on the the entirety of the relaunch a little later on and we'll, we'll we'll dive right into some of the series and and again give our thoughts on them and what I've done is I kind of grouped them up like they were grouped up on the uh, the DC site so that we're not literally taking a crap load of time for every single issue because as Vince was quick to point out if we did that the episode would be more than an hour in and of itself just doing that so let's touch on the superman ones right now and with that of course we've got action comics superman superboy and supergirl so we, neither one of us we've admitted we're not really big superman fans um not that we necessarily have anything against the character. I personally like him, as with so many other characters, as part of an ensemble. But he can still have some some good solo material as well. So what did you think of these? Well, let's just put it this way. Of the four, which was your favorite? Uh, action comics. Really? I just found it the most... I found it the most enjoyable number one. Long term, I'd be, say I'm more interested in Superboy or Supergirl. But as far as issue number one is concerned, I found Action Comics to be the most enjoyable of the bunch. See, we already talked about Action Comics in a prior episode, so we don't need to go into into too much detail. Um, I I found there were far too many cliches that we'd already seen in other things in Action Comics, and so that really kind of kind of turned me off of of the the issue not necessarily the the series but that issue there was just too many things like again the 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 um the train being stopped by him is you know spider-man and so i don't know that hmm, that took away from the experience for me and as a whole the rest of the issue really didn't knock me out except for luther i swear to god the feminine luther mm-hmm. was the best it was <laughs> awesome it was hilarious that's what i liked the rest not so much superman i <laughs> i was even more disappointed in superman but not because it was full of clichés but just because i didn't think it was particularly well written i didn't i didn't like it credit where it's due this was a heck of a lot of comic for 3 bucks it was 25 pages, and those pages were packed because it was written by George Perez, who's been around forever. It was a very old-school comic. Lots of dialogue on the pages. There was a whole lot of story in the issue. 
but it, it was too old school for my taste, especially if you're doing a modern day relaunch going that far back to like 80s, 90s style of creating a comic. It didn't fit for me and it didn't make me care. No, I I really did not. I didn't I shouldn't say that I disliked it so much as it did absolutely nothing for me. There was really there was nothing new here. I mean, even this whole oh, the new daily planet thing. Uh, whatever. I actually got bored halfway through and then just skimmed the rest of the issue. <laughs> yeah. And then we'd already had the ending spoiled where he goes to see Lois and you can see that there's going to be some complications there and, and Lois is quite the little tramp too. But uh and the whole I I really wasn't that crazy about the artwork either as a whole it's not that it's bad with the exception of the end with the perspectives of you know he's so big yeah no he's not <laughs> lois is taller than him um so that was that again as i said before too i was surprised at superboy that i actually enjoyed it i read it again and i actually did enjoy it and supergirl i supergirl is definitely one though that is going to require more than one to give it a shot Mm-hmm. Not that I disliked it, just that, well, basically it did what I was hoping that a lot of the other ones did, would have done, I should say, and hit the ground running kind of thing with, boom, action right from the get-go. So you've already got your your intrigue there. You're seeing into her what's going on in, in her mind through the narrative because she's kind of disoriented and everything. The, um, I... I I kind of enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to seeing where it's going to go. The art wasn't the best, and the perspective on her body every once in a while, <laughs> wow, that was really way off. I, I get that you're trying to make her look like a young teen girl, but hmm. there's, there's It's very difficult to properly draw somebody who wears a swimsuit into battle. <laughs> is that what it is? <laughs> okay. Just, it, it with... With a female character that doesn't wear pants, there's only so many ways you can draw their action poses without it looking ridiculous. Well, it's not just that. It's the actual anatomy, too. And far too many pelvic lines as well. Hmm. Yeah. She's she's still a kid there, boys. Um, We'll come back to that one in a couple weeks. Yeah, wow. (laughs) So so that's Superman as a whole. You got anything else you want to add for those? Uh, No, I'm... I'm definitely interested in seeing where Superboy goes. I don't know if I'll want to be there with it, but yeah. I'll give it a fair shot. I That's one of the ones, too, that I am more interested in. The as, 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 Truth be told, the other ones, with the exception of Supergirl, I'm interested to see where it's going to go. But the actual Superman titles, I got to tell you, I'm not that interested. So I'm, I'm not disgusted and disinterested, but it's like, really, don't care. So mm-hmm. let's move on to Batman. So the Batman titles, we got a crap load here. Of course, we got Batman, we got Detective Comics, we got Batwing, Batman the Dark Knight, Batman and Robin, Batgirl, Bat- Batwoman, Nightwing, Catwoman, Birds of Prey, and Red Hood and the Outlaws. We're going to start with that one. Why? Because we have to. Because I said I wasn't going to read it after reading your review and then knowing that we were doing this episode, well, I felt the need to read it. It, it was atrocious. I, Dude. God... <laughs> What the hell were they thinking? Seriously, here's my thoughts, okay? DC is thinking, we need to pull new readers in, okay? We need to relaunch everything. We're going to pretend like it's going to be a big change. Oh, stabity stab right there. Uh, and and we're going to try to pull in new readers. Why are you trying to alienate women <laughs> and 
intelligent males because this red hood thing is absolute stupidity beginning to end i really had little use to it but use for it but then the, all of the stuff with starfire is literally i'm sorry but i know that it's supposed to be pandering to to men and boys but there comes a point where it's no longer pandering but talking down to and you know you really take us for nothing but freaking animals <laughs> wow yeah it the the only thing they were trying to appeal here was our giant helmets yeah, this was yeah, it, uh, the writing. I, mean, I would legitimately read a comic about Jason and Roy going on adventures. That yeah, comic I yeah. would read. But it's just the way it was set up, the the handling of Starfire, it's insulting. And not just to the character, to the readers. It, it it's it has absolutely no place. And I'm not against sex and, you know, boobs and all that good stuff. I love that and I don't mind it interjected in as many places as possible, but there's a time, there's a place, and there's a proper way to handle it. And this most definitely was the exact opposite of that. Okay. Let's move on to some of the other ones. What did you think of Bird of Prey? Birds of Prey, I should say. It was okay. Um, I Going from Red Hood to Birds of Prey. <laughs> Anything's bound to be better. Hell, one no. more day was better than Red Hood. I have to say Birds of Prey out of the entire 52 was probably the best handling of female characters in DC. Uh, even though the entire cast is female, they, the cost, okay, Black Canary's costume looks retarded. But the action poses, the way the characters were presented on panel was good. Yeah, it wasn't pandering like we see in Red Hood and even Supergirl. Like everything seemed in line with the action. It's not like they were posing for the, quote, camera. Uh, the story was okay. Uh, it didn't, you know, I'm not jumping all over it, but it has potential. And, you know, I'll check back in a few issues, see how it's doing. Yeah, I agree with you in terms of the characters, but the it's the story actually did nothing for me. And yeah. Nothing. I actually was enjoying the story in The Old Birds of Prey. Um, it was the pandering to the anatomy that I wasn't crazy about, because again, I thought it was, oh my God, over-sexualized to the nth degree. But the I was actually enjoying the story in the the right before the relaunch. This was I I kind of thought this was boring. I really had yeah, very little use for it. Okay, let's move on to the Catwoman then. What did you think of that? <laughs> There's elements of a decent comic in here. Unfortunately, you, really? <laughs> one or two sentences. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately, the entire comic was written like a bad fan fiction. That's really the best way I can say it. Probably, yeah. But and by a fourteen-year-old boy, I really had very little use for it. I thought it was, I I didn't like the story. I thought it was stupid as all hell. And then the whole making out with Batman at the end was like, oh come on, really, seriously. <laughs> the the only reason this didn't get as much coverage as it probably should is that it came out in the same week as Red Hood. It's the probably the second worst yeah. of the new 52 from many different perspectives. Yeah, it was, it was, I'm sorry. It was just stupid, just stupid. Okay, let's move on to the Batgirl and Batwoman then, which I know somebody who's going to have something to say about this when we talk to her in a few weeks. <laughs> but what did you think of them? 
Uh, Batgirl completely ruined Barbara Gordon, plain and simple. She's nowhere near the role model type character she has been over the last few years. She's just gone back to, you know, it's almost as if her entire character is now defined by her time spent in the wheelchair and not overcoming it like she did as Oracle. Instead, you know, the fear and the helplessness she felt, which you can grow on, but it dominated the entire issue. Yeah, I really did. I I mean, I've read it over now a couple of times just to, again, like many things, just to get a handle on it and, and decide for sure. I, I didn't like it. I wasn't as against it as, say, Tart was, <laughs> especially my first reading. Um, but it was like, I didn't really enjoy it either. But I read this because this was one of the early ones. I read it early on, and I was still naively expecting change, <laughs> you know, from DC. With the relaunch that's all hyped about change, I was expecting change. And so when I'd read this, I was completely disgusted with the way that it was it was handled. And and that's I still hold true to that. So quite frankly, this is not an issue, a series that I'm going to be reading on a regular basis. And I, I do like when characters overcome adversity but not at the cost of the writer taking a shortcut and just saying, oh, they overcame it, but they can still do everything that they used to. No, overcome the adversity, become something different, better, stronger, and go from there. You know what I mean? Yeah. So for, that's... for me, yeah, I, I agree, and I'm sorry to cut you off, no, no. but for me, Barbara Gordon was always more interesting as Oracle oh, God, than, she yeah. was as, than she was as Batgirl. Uh, definitely, definitely, definitely. Batgirl, she was a, a fluff character. Oracle, she had so much presence and importance as well. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what did you think of Batwoman? I'm told I was supposed to like this. You know what? I've been reading a lot of people who apparently are saying the same kind of thing, and I read it and kind of went... Okay, first of all, I read it and I, okay, I did like the art. It's like really kind of. Had a cool style to it. I'll yeah, say. I'll say the style, um, especially, of course, the colors. I mean, mm-hmm. the, the colors are absolutely insane. As a whole, it's not the best art in and of itself, but the presentation, let's just say that. Yeah. Was very, very cool. Especially when you're looking at some of the two panel spreads and things. The presentation is pretty freaking awesome for some of them. Um the story, I, I I don't know. Here's here's my prob- <laughs> my biggest problem with Batwoman, and I came into this one with a lot of preconceived notions because this comic was supposed to come out a year and a half ago. If it's been delayed this long, there's a reason for that, and it's probably not a good one. So it it's trying to take the story that was written for the old continuity and just kind of twist it into the new continuity. So I mean. It, just knowing the publishing disaster behind it, I I pre disliked this comic, <laughs> so I, I don't I don't know if I can give it a fair judgment based on its based on the actual issue itself. Right. I it, the other thing I actually liked the um, all of the stuff that they're doing here with the the um, the different influences from different backgrounds and everything. And we were seeing a lot more of that in a lot of the DC new relaunch titles. Although in some cases it feels forced. In this case, I felt that, no, it actually, I, I liked I liked the way that the story was done. And it's just a matter of, I shouldn't say it like that. 
I don't know. It's hmm. <laughs> this is you a really tough comic to peg. You like, should really not be this place. ambivalent about a comic. That's the thing. Yeah. And I read it several times and it's, I can't say, okay, I really dislike this because I didn't, but I can't say, oh, this was phenomenal. No, it wasn't. It was kind of somewhere in between. There were aspects of it that I really liked, but then some other ones that I thought, wow, that was just confusing it all as all hell for no reason. If it had come out in the normal continuity, I think it would have made more sense. Also, assuming you had read the uh, detective comics and the stuff that led up to it. Okay, let's talk about one that you had said you were just against right from the get-go based on principle and how they were advertising it. And that is, of course, Batwing. Now, I will say I had no, I hadn't read all of that. So I saw Bat in the title and thought, okay, I'll pick it up <laughs> because I'm going to get those and give them a shot. And goddamn, I'm glad I did because this is actually one of my favorites of the new 52. It is not really? my favorite, but it is one of my favorites. I absolutely love this. And I mean, dude, you cannot say enough good about the art in this issue. The art's by Ben Oliver. And like, holy crap in hell, the art is absolutely amazing. But I loved the story. I loved the fact that, again, it's taking place in Africa. So you got a different kind of setting. You're dealing with different types of villains. You're not dealing with, you know, a freaking Joker in a costume. You're dealing with like gangs and things that are psychotic, um, which is much more believable because this, I mean, there's some is you know, different because you got weird ass dude there as well, but you know what I mean? I, I actually really, I enjoyed it a lot. I'll go so far to say it was better than I was expecting because I was expecting absolutely nothing. I, I agree. It looked great. I, it just didn't do anything for me. And again, that might be a lot of that preconception that I had going in. I, I'd like to say I'll give it a fair chance for a second issue, but I can't promise that. <laughs> okay, that especially, especially like having read through everything, things that I was liked and I was okay with, you know, at the beginning, I now retroactively dislike. <laughs> you know what, dude? That's all right because I've been bouncing all over the place with how I feel about all of this too. I mean, I it's, but it, what happens is that. I, I read a bunch of crap and then I read a couple of good things and then I, I and then I start to analyze it as well because again like a lot of things when I read it I go out of my way to make sure that I'm getting I allow myself to get sucked in so that I can enjoy the story without overanalyzing it and then later I'll go back and then analyze and reread and break it apart kind of thing this and so in so doing, a lot of the times I'm going back and I'm reading and I'm going, okay, yeah, but I'm seeing shortcut here. I'm seeing what happened here. I can, oh, I see what you did there kind of thing. And then looking at the whole thing as a whole and thinking, okay, how much leeway am I going to give them with this? Mm -hmm. Because at points, I don't want to give them any because I'm pissed off at them. <laughs> and then at points I'm going like, <laughs> all right, it's a business. You know what? This is this is just the way it is. So, But anyways, I actually really enjoyed this. What did you think about Nightwing? I liked it. Um, I it's great to see Dick Grayson going back to being Dick Grayson instead of pretending to be Bruce Wayne. Uh, he was like his personal character when he was had his time as Batman was OK because he didn't want to be Batman. But just the way he was portraying himself to, you know, the criminals and the rest of Gotham, it didn't work for me. I like the more flamboyant and just free and fun Dick Grayson as Nightwing. And so I based on. The arc of the character, I'm into it. Um, 
the gen- overall genericness of the comic and the uh, yeah. Dokken villain. I don't know about though. I I really didn't think the much of it. It didn't do anything for me at all. I didn't dislike it, but it was basically the same as any other comic out there kind of thing that's just run of the mill. So mm-hmm. it did nothing for me at all. If it had been a comic other than Dick Grayson as Nightwing, it probably I probably wouldn't have liked it as much as I did. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Because it would just be nothing. There, there's nothing new. Nothing. I mean, with the exception of him going back to the big top there and kind of chatting it up a bit. But even that was so mundane and so mm-hmm. stereotypical of someone going back to somewhere where something bad happened. So it was like. Mm. Yeah, did nothing for me. Okay, let's move on to the actual Batman title now. We'll start with probably the one that I least enjoyed, and that was Batman and Robin. Um, it sucked. It it it, it really sucked. I I really did not like it at all. I we talked about this before as well. I do not like the relationship between him and Damien. Um, well, actually, I just don't like Damien. <laughs> <laughs> See, the thing is, is that I understand there's going to be characters that you don't like in series. It's the same as in life. That's just going to happen. But I don't feel the need to... My entertainment does not have to include a main character. This is just an annoying little bastard. And so that's what he's going to be in here. I mean, at some point, I'm certain there will be some kind of you know things that will make him grow up. But... You're seeing a lot of a little bastard here, and it's like, man, I would schmuck that kid upside the head three times from Sunday. You're not going to behave like that with me, son. <laughs> so, and that ruined a lot of this for me, surprisingly. It's a casualty of the reboot. Uh, it has the same creative team that it did before, and I liked it before the reboot. And it's just like they're they're rolling back to, to, to a previous setting that I did not enjoy. <laughs> so, yeah, so now we're going to have to wait until... It gets back. It to gets where it better. Uh, no, call me when it gets better. Yeah. Okay. Let's talk about probably the next least favorite, and that was the Dark Knight. I'm dropping this one down to the bottom of the Batman. List. Oh, really? Yeah. I, I hated this comic. I did not like it either. Um, it wasn't a pure hatred, but it certainly wasn't a, uh, you know, oh, I feel great about this. Uh, it was nowhere near the other two, but I mean, yeah, I. <laughs> it was I was ugly. not crazy about it. The story made no sense. It's like Finch took like parts of his outline and went, "Okay, this scene is cool, this scene is cool, this scene is cool. Let's put them all into one issue." <laughs> and let's shove a chick with a dress that you better shave if you're going to wear and oversexualize that. And then let's just we Hold on, I've got it here. I'm looking at it. There was something else too that I was reading. Going, I love. Oh no, my, my god! My, my, oh, the bunny favorite. girl, the <laughs> yeah. bunny girl. What the hell was that? Oh, this is DC. Like we do not have enough <laughs> insulting poses and scenes with women. We need to insert something here. This panel right here. Make it work. Bunny girl I, ass. I, Put it right there. Make it happen. My two favorite parts of this issue. First of all, when Bruce Wayne shows up and gives his big speech, which was about four sentences, two of which was a joke about being late. And everybody said what a great speech it was. <laughs> and then secondly, at the end, Two-Face calling himself One-Face now when he still obviously has, has two, two faces. faces yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, yeah. That boils the entire comic down for me right there. Made no sense. But what? where's this bunny girl coming from? What? Made no sense. <laughs> 
there has to be some sense. Why is she there? What? Where did she come from? Even Batman says she's not supposed to be here. Really? It's it just it made no sense. And of course, she's got to be facing away from the camera, bent over as well. And it's like, oh my god, seriously, you really think that we? Oh man, it it it's just I. <laughs> I like women, okay? I'm married. I really like women a lot, all right? I do. And I don't I'm not against seeing women either and parts of women. It's just that stuff like this is just freaking insulting. And it's like, do you wonder why you lose your audience as they get older? It's mm-hmm. because I don't want to be seen on a freaking bus or something reading this. <laughs> I don't because it's like, oh, you perv. And it's like, yeah, really? Look at this. No, no. God. I don't like it. I swear. <laughs> it's there's got to. Oh. Okay. Moving on. Moving on. So let's talk next about then detective comics, because we'd actually, um, we touched on this one when it had first come out because we were kind of talking about the shock value of, the, the the issue and I actually I haven't read number two it just came out and so I'm curious to know if they're going to be continuing along those lines but it's almost as if Batman is going to be the intelligent well-written story that's going to rely on you know detective stuff and whatnot and the actual detective comic is just going to rely more on shock value and you know more um, perhaps a thrilling story kind of thing yeah um I haven't read issue two myself either, but that's as far as I'm taking detective comics. I'm not giving it a chance beyond issue two. Issue two needs to wow me or it's completely dropped altogether. Uh, I might give it a little bit longer, but I'm not certain. Because, again, like we were talking earlier. The, the only reason I'm giving issue two a chance is because I just want to find out what the hell happened at the end of issue <laughs> <laughs> It's more out of curiosity than anything else. Hey, if it sells comics, apparently they don't care. Um, But yeah, no, I am much, much more impressed with Batman than I am with um, Detective Comics. The actual Batman issue, I actually still feel was the best of the 52. Absolutely agreed. Nothing more we can say than we already have. Okay, let's move on to the Green Lantern stuff now. And for that, we've only got four titles. We've got Green Lantern, Green Lantern Core, Green Lantern New Guardians, and Red Lanterns. I actually, we're going to start with New Guardians, just because that's the last one I read. <laughs> I just read it yesterday, <laughs> yesterday the day before. I actually really enjoyed it. I actually thought that New Guardians was was good. I it was it was interesting. It was you're still that that new kind of story. So you're starting with the character again when they first get their rings, um, and in this case, actually rings, not just ring. <laughs> and I kind of, I still kind of liked it. I thought it was. And I, and I can see how Kyle Rayner is going to be um, a fun character as well in this one. Maybe not quite as serious as before. I liked his little his little uh, <laughs> guardian Costume. thing that he made for the, oh, uh, yeah, the, the, the projection the of the little guardian. <laughs> a little <laughs> anime thing. Um, I don't know. I, I really enjoyed it. What about you? Okay, I had one huge problem with this issue. And the first what eight ten pages is a retelling of kyle rayner's origin right going back to you know before the current timeline but there was no indication that it was in the past you didn't know until you got halfway through the issue when it said present day right so i knew what was going on so i was kind of like oh okay i could go along with it but if i was a new reader picking up this issue i would have been really confused and that's a huge problem 
as an issue number one. For me personally, okay, uh, I'm interested in where it's going. At this point, seriously, I'm willing to let a lot of crap slide right now. I mean, those kind of continuity problems and holes in the story, (laughs) I'm actually, to a certain degree, willing to let a lot go just based on the rest of the crap that we've read. So that's also probably why I read this and went, I liked it. It it was one small mistake that could have killed this issue for a lot of people, though. Okay, let's move on to... um, We'll touch on Red Lantern after. Let's talk about Green Lantern and Green Lantern Core. Now, we kind of talked about this before, so we don't really need to take too, too much time. Um, The core issue, of course, was dealing more with um, everybody but Hal Johnson, or Jordan. So you got more stuff that was actually in space. You're getting a lot of, again, very graphic stuff as well, which seems to be DC's new motto. Um, I enjoyed core more than i did green lantern but i still enjoyed green lantern though we both agreed that there wasn't enough sinestro yeah i i i'd go so far as to say that i disliked green lantern i'm with each issue that goes by i'm losing interest in the core title and enjoying core a lot more right yeah, no, I'm not going to disagree. And then Red Lanterns we talked about as well in a prior ish episode, so we're not going to go too much into it. Um, I enjoyed it, although it was, again, same as with a lot of the number ones, pure setup. But I kind of liked everything except for the stupid cat. I like where it's going a lot more than I like how it's getting there. That's a good explanation. Yeah, that's, if, actually, if that's it, saying a lot. If it can continue in its current direction, I, I, I might really enjoy it, though. Okay. All right. Now, next up, we've got the Justice League titles. <laughs> okay, so we've got... <laughs> this is a mixed bag. Of yeah, I, I don't know how they decided. This, but Man, I'm going to have to start bleeping those. Oh, you got a lot of ducks going on this week, man. <sighs> okay. Uh, we got Justice League, Justice League International, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, The Flash, Captain Adam, The Fury of Firestorm, oh, Green Arrow, <laughs> The Savage Hawkman, Mr. Terrific, and DC Universe Presents... Let's pick the worst one that we liked for me or disliked fury of firestorm was absolute stupidity. I hated it. I thought it was terrible start to finish. There's a lot of bottom feeders in this list for me, but I think I'll agree with you that firestorm was the worst, um, pointlessly violent to, to an extreme more so than any other of the new 52. I'd go so far as to say, and what like. It's completely missing what made Firestorm interesting. Now, it could get there, but I'm not giving it a second issue to try. No, no, no. And this whole animosity between the two characters is so unbelievably forced. It's, it's, yeah, it it made no sense. No sense at all. No sense. It's basically, (sighs) you, it was, it's, obviously just inserted there because the characters have to dislike each other that has to be in there so writer just decided well i don't have to explain why i just make them not like each other um this is the quintessential reboot done wrong to do a reboot well you keep what works and throw out what doesn't and change it this one they completely threw the baby out with the bathwater. I loved Firestorm and Brightest Day. I was really looking forward to seeing where that story continued, but it's completely gone. Yeah, it was terrible. 
absolutely terrible um okay of the other ones then let's start from the bottom work our way up then we got dc universe presents um you had already talked about this one and what you've been reading and you liked it and based on that i did go back and i well i was going to read it anyways but this i read it quite a bit earlier um it is definitely quantum leap it is that's exactly (laughs) (laughs) what it is which is again going in line with so much of what we're seeing here if you're going to relaunch a bunch of titles and you don't have enough new ideas guess what just steal other people's ideas shove them in there nobody's going to care and that's what this felt like so really i i mean it was all right the story was good although at times it was too much of i mean you're looking at panel after panel of i was this guy 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 and it's seriously it's panel after panel after panel i was like okay we get it you've bounced around a lot the main thing to keep in mind here is this isn't a dead man comic a lot of people review this as dead man number one it's an anthology comic it's going to follow different characters over the sort over the 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 time of different storylines as far as the dead man story continues i'm on with it but i can't uh say beyond that because i don't know where the anthology is going after dead man okay mr terrific was one that actually surprised me because i was fairly certain i was not going to like it or that i would be so completely blah about it that it wouldn't matter i didn't mind it now granted again this was one of the ones that i read towards the end literally last couple of days so it was kind of okay at this point i'm willing to give you a lot of leeway um it wasn't (laughs) it's remotely readable yeah yeah it, it wasn't it wasn't that it was fantastic by any stretch of the imagination, but I didn't find it disenjoyable. Is that a word? Uh, it's a word now. It is now. It surprised me because going in, I thought I wouldn't care. And coming out, I do care because it. I didn't like it at all. <laughs> I, I, he just, he was an unlikable character to me, plain and simple. Okay. Okay. I'm not, I, again, I'm not going to disagree. Um, the Savage Hawkman. Okay. Now there's an issue. That I actually liked. Not that I was blasé about. I actually enjoyed it. it you did of, not? Of the pile that I got through at the end, <laughs> I, it was at the top. Okay, but see, folks, you have to understand. because I, I read it, like, in between Firestorm and Voodoo. So, like, it, 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 was, it was the tasty ham in That's between like, the stale bread. Really, yeah. <laughs> I think that what you folks have to, who are listening, have to appreciate here is just what we've done for you guys. Okay, <laughs> we were not planning on going through every single issue here, and with good reason. And but we did, and we kind of muscled through a lot of them. That man, I and I, there was none of them that I stopped partway through and said, "Okay, I can't read anymore." It, even I if it got to that I point, I forced myself to read through to the end. And there's definitely titles here that. Oh my God. But again, Savage Hawkman, I actually enjoyed it. Not, not, okay, I'm not going to say, um, and again, it's in context of the new 52. I'm not going to say, this is fantastic. You should read this. Or even, this should be on your list of must buys for the series. No, 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 no. I'm just saying, I enjoyed it. It was a good issue. I actually enjoyed it. Yeah. It, they made Hawkman more interesting than I thought Hawkman could be. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't mind the whole, you know, scavenging alien artifacts thing and whatnot. I mean, we've seen that many times before for sure. Okay. I I know that, but it wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. 
Green Arrow was actually bleh. I I really had very I and I dude I was hoping I was because I I like Green Arrow stuff I especially like the Green Arrow stuff before the reboot before the whole Brightest Day stuff I was digging where it was going kind of thing and uh, with the new series my son and I had been reading it and it was like okay the whole Robin Hood thing and now I'm reading this and it's like uh, you know what he's a less likable Bruce Wayne. Ollie Queen was always the coolest dude in the DC universe, no doubt. And as much as I hate to make this comparison in light of recent events, it's really the best way I can describe it. I don't want to read a comic about Steve Jobs, the superhero. Okay, I don't know that I even remotely saw that. But They, they were talking about how he was this technical genius. He invented the Q-pad. I mean, it, 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 that's, that's how I caught it. Okay, I... I... Okay, I missed that because I didn't see that at all. But no, I frankly, it, it, the comparison I made, of course, was with Bruce Wayne. Is here's yet another Bruce Wayne kind of character. It's just not even remotely as cool, so um, or interesting. So I really, I yeah, yeah. pretty much. Um, okay, Captain Adam. So, what did you think? I think they wanted to make two Firestorm comics. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> that's what Captain Adam was. It was a Firestorm comic. I see. I wasn't digging the art either, and that really oh, kind no, of no, took no, me no, out no. of it big time. And then there was just, I don't know. I didn't like the supporting characters either. So I mean, it's it's one thing to have you know him being him, and then you're looking at everything that's going on, and it can't be something simple. It's got to be a freaking volcano in Manhattan. What? What? <laughs> Okay, I guess, whatever. I, I don't know. And then, again, when you're looking at the sporting characters, I really just wasn't digging them. Or the villain in this. I You know, I just... Eh. Captain Adam isn't interesting enough to have his own solo comic. And um, That's the way I look at it. Yeah, yeah I'm not going to disagree with you with that. Okay, The Flash. Which, dude, I was looking forward to. I, I, was, I was all over that, like a hobo and a ham sandwich. So, what did you think of it? I really liked it. Okay, good. I thought it was, it was a it was a very fun issue. Uh, it just really kind of distilled the Flash down to, again, what I expect from a Flash comic. Just fun, and I really have to give it to uh, Menopole and the the rest of the artists. Oh. The page the page layouts, in addition to the fantastic art, the page layouts are what really sold me on this. How Flash himself just carries through panel to panel. It was a great flow to the issue, and that really made it overall more enjoyable to read. I really enjoyed it a lot. And it was, again, you're, there's some backstory, but it's not all backstory. There's a lot of hitting the ground running. <laughs> and uh, I like what they did as well. And if, he's a likable character. I think they did a good job with that, still maintaining that, especially in the face of everything that's going on with, you know, the, the past character or the, the, the guy in his mm-hmm. past that he's trying to, to, to help someone. Um, I, yeah, I actually enjoyed it a lot. And the art was, oh. The art was just phenomenal. And you know what ticks me off is that I didn't get one of the variant covers. Because that black and white (laughs) with the yellow, oh, dude, what I wouldn't give for that. That would have gone nice next to your Green Lantern. Oh, Jesus. I would have. It so would have. Okay, Wonder Woman we already covered before in a prior episode, but we'll just very ever so briefly mention it. Um, Again, it was an issue that I was pretty much bleh about. I... At times enjoyed the art, at times did not enjoy it. It was from panel to panel, whether you liked it or not. And it wasn't so much a Wonder Woman title as it was the gods kind of 
title. So who knows how that's going to play out in future issues. It is one that I'm get willing to give more of a shot mm -hmm. to for future issues, which is saying a lot considering how I typically feel about Wonder Woman issues. Yeah, it was a very well-constructed issue, well-written, well-drawn, and uh, most places. It was just, it was a good comic that I wasn't into. Yeah, okay. And then Aquaman, <laughs> which <laughs> no one can make Aquaman cool. I'm sorry. I, I, I really, I, <laughs> go ahead. I really like how the entire concept of this issue was nobody thinks Aquaman is cool. And, and the, I'm sorry, but when you start putting him in a freaking, this yeah. is like Superman in that diner and he's got no change <laughs> yes. and it's like, oh man, walks into a fish and chips. It sounds like a bad joke. Okay. And What's orders fish like and chips. Nobody's favorite superhero. <laughs> yeah. And quite frankly, it was, it was terrible. It was really, I, I did not like it at all. The, the whole stopping the runaway crooks there in the, the armored van was just, Okay, why? Why is he going there? Why? Why? What did his spidey sense go off? What? What, <laughs> what led him to believe he was needed there? That he would I, fly out of the water and land there? I got nothing. Um, I mean, it was, it wasn't good, but it was entertaining. I'll give it that much. Um, yeah. I don't know if it's something I'd want to continue reading. I might give it another shot down the road. Um. If they drop the whole shtick of nobody likes Aquaman and can actually make people like Aquaman, I think it has potential. And this whole blogger thing, sitting down and annoying him, I'm thinking, really? Yeah. And especially <laughs> the, the best, the best comparison. It was uh, some website, and they're like, "What if somebody had done this to Namor? <laughs> if some if somebody had asked Namor the question, what's it like to be nobody's favorite superhero? He would have flown through the them. wall." Come back a while later and gone, ask your mom who her favorite superhero is. <laughs> and credit to whoever wrote that, but I forget who it was. Oh, indeed. Indeed. Uh, yeah, I, I'm definitely not reading another one of these unless, I'm, unless I have to. We already touched on Justice League International. Both agreed that it's a pile of crap. Steaming pile of crap. No use for it. Uh, and then Justice League we talked about as well, but... Um, Justice League is definitely a title that I'm willing to give more leeway to and mm -hmm. continue reading it just because I know that they're going to be doing their setup for a little while now of getting you all the characters established together and whatnot. And yeah, I had problems with the way that some of the, the, the story was constructed, but looking in comparison to a lot of the other stuff that we've <laughs> read this month, this was freaking gold. This was, mm -hmm. this was now probably my second favorite out of all of these. The story was weak, but the characters were interesting enough to, to keep it going. Yeah. So, Hey, way to go. <laughs> you, you, Jeff, you're, <laughs> you you're, didn't suck. you're, yeah, you're top of the pile just by virtue <laughs> of the fact that you didn't suck as bad as everybody else. Okay. Then we got the dark DC. Come on. Really? This is, this is the category, the dark. We got justice league, dark swamp thing, animal man, Frankenstein, agent of shade. I vampire, huh? Um, resurrection man and demon knights. Now you said you liked demon knights, dude. I read I did. it. I read it and I was like, meh. I, nope. it's not your thing, but I, I really enjoyed it. I, yeah, I, I'm not going to say that I thought it was bad per se. 
although at times it kind of was, but it definitely was these these old Camelot type stories with babies exploding. Mm, not so much. I really didn't enjoy it. If it, I I can't say maybe nail nail it down to why I enjoyed it. It's just it's the type of story I would like to read more of. Okay, and then one of the ones that I've been hearing some people saying they really enjoy was Swamp Thing, and I honestly was completely underwhelmed with it. I hmm. really did not, I didn't enjoy it at all. To say that I disliked it would probably be a little bit harsh as well, but I, there was, there was nothing about it that I enjoyed. I, it, I actually liked a lot of the dark quote titles just because I'm kind of into those type of stories. So Swamp Thing, it was dark, it was twisted. For me, it was interesting. <laughs> twisted? I, <laughs> Uh, okay yeah sorry (laughs) but it it's not something i'd read month to month but it is something i would check out in collected editions like i said before okay i like i said i really had little use for it at all animal man we did talk about in prior issue you liked it quite a bit i enjoyed it but it's definitely not something that i would read on a regular basis at all the the only thing that was interesting was the creepiness of it especially at the end Mm -hmm. the actual story in and of itself was pretty mundane again it's just one of those comics that appeals to me okay frankenstein it's funny because a lot of people were saying that frankenstein was something that they really enjoyed in flashpoint in in the solo title and that felt that this one was not as strong which is completely true in my opinion i'm not crazy about this whole you know floating mini city kind of thing and this little chick that's father um but it's still, I didn't think it was terrible. I didn't think it was bad even. I just didn't see much that was new that I could really grip onto and say, hey, this is fantastic. Eh, no. But it it took that Hellboy, fun, Yeah. It took that fun, absurd concept that was in the Flashpoint series that we loved and just carried that momentum through. Yeah. And I, I like the characters. I like, I, they're just interesting. <laughs> like I want to see what more they can do with them. Yeah, yeah, it is it by virtue of the fact that it doesn't suck as bad. You know, it's it's <laughs> one of my favorites, but it, and again, it's I I enjoyed reading it, but it I wouldn't go out and say, "Hey, this is fantastic. You should be reading this." Which brings us to I Vampire. <laughs> Which is my god. Mm. I <laughs> It was bad. It was, I was, this is like emo freaking people who are into Twilight kind of thing. Maybe they'll like this a little bit more. The writing was all over the place. And I know that it's trying to be mysterious and, and, you know, bounce around a little bit with the characters and this and that, because it's over centuries and, and, and the, the big reveal at the end of, oh no, you're the one that actually are going to get killed. I, uh, I really, again, it struck me as Twilight emo fan fiction kind of crap. Why can't vampires be cool again? They can't. They can only in X-Men titles. (laughs) And when it's Wolverine. (laughs) No, I really, and I know you had no use for this either. the, the, The biggest question I have here is how is this supposed to tie in to the rest of the DC Universe? Well, they mentioned some of it. You'd think somebody would notice an entire city getting killed. Yeah, barely not. I, yeah, not cool. Moving on. Not worth spending too much time on. Resurrection Man, your thoughts? Because I already said what I thought about it in the prior issue. 
filler. It it they had fifty comics and they needed a couple more to fill in those gaps and Resurrection Man drew the short stick. It's bad. I it's bad. The artwork was terrible. That woman is some kind of scary that I cannot describe appropriately without swearing. Um I really was not crazy about this. I no, it's no, I did not like it. And Got no I read for it. What's that? Got no need for it. Yeah. And last one, yeah, Justice League Dark. <sighs> you want me to go? <laughs> cool. So you can collect your thoughts. Go ahead. As I've said, I enjoy this type of story. Uh, this issue itself, I didn't think was terribly strong on its own, but it was enough of a setup for a story I would like to read more about. It made a heck of a lot more sense than Secret 7. I at least know who the hell Shade is now. Um, I said this this one issue, I can't say this issue was great, but there were enough elements here that I know I would like to read more of this story. I no, I won't. No, I won't. I At, no. a lot of that is having been reading Milligan on uh, Hellblazer. I know what Milligan can do with this story. Um, that's me personally, though. But then you're you're holding a series up to the potential of the writer, and sadly, that's not always going to to work. Not always, no. But yeah. as of right now, I, I'm giving it a couple more issues. Yeah, I. Mm, See, I don't even think I will, just because it's it was all over the place. I didn't like the way it was written. I really, really didn't. It was it was far too all over the place. And at points, you're like, it it just didn't make sense, or it was too confusing when it didn't need to be, or it didn't feel true to the characters. So there was far too much of it that I was like, nope, nope, not gonna happen. All right, big difference opinion on that one. Yeah. Okay. The other, again. The Edge. This is their freaking category title. The <laughs> Edge. We got Stormwatch, Voodoo, <laughs> Grifter, Deathstroke, Suicide Squad, OMAC, uh, Blackhawks, Men of War, and All-Star Western. Okay, let's start with Western, just because that's the freaking one that's out of left field, and that's with <laughs> Jonah Hex. Um, I went into this pretty open-minded that, you know mm -hmm. what, I'll give this a shot, and if it's, if it's any good at all, then I'll be all right with it. The character's never been one that I was particularly that fond of, so it was, eh, okay. This takes place in Gotham City in the uh, 1880s, so I kind of liked that, and I was like, okay, well, we might have some cool stuff here. There's some scenes in it that I really liked, the investigating the, the mm -hmm. grisly murder kind of thing and the old-style stuff. I actually really liked the art as well. It's a very different style yeah. of art. I actually liked it. Very simple at times, um, but I liked it. The Again, there were scenes that I really liked a lot. Um, overall, as an issue, though, it's it's not one that I would continue reading but but it was good i i did enjoy it but it's just not strong enough that I'd, I'd keep reading it i like it in concept i'm totally down with a comic that wants to tell the lost history of the dc universe i absolutely love them pairing jonah hex with amadeus arkham that's just that great odd couple that their interactions together i i really enjoyed my biggest complaint with this issue is where's the western yeah. It has the wrong title. Yeah. <laughs> I it, it didn't do anything. I, I like it in concept. I just don't like it in execution. Okay. Uh, moving on from there now. Well, may as well talk about uh, Stormwatch. What do you think of that one? I don't know what I thought about it. Good. 
I feel better then. <laughs> because there's a couple of those titles that I was like, okay, th- I I know that I'm not familiar with all of those those characters. I am, and it still didn't make a whole okay, lot well, of sense see, to me. <laughs> once again, that makes me feel better. Because I'm like, okay, I, I, I accept that I don't know all these characters, so it's going to be something that, you know, maybe is a... Uh, I'll feel better about later on, but no, I read it and it was like, again, I felt that it was all over the place and I really didn't, I didn't like it. I, I, I like that they're taking Wildstorm characters and DC characters and sticking them together into one story. It really uh, pushes forward the ideal of it's all one universe now, but it just didn't gel. I, I, I read it a couple weeks ago and I could not tell you what happened. Okay. Yeah. Same here. That's that's why I'm looking at them right now because otherwise I'd be lost. Okay. Let's talk about Grifter. And this feels, at least for very much for me, it's like you were saying earlier. It's a filler title because I really did not. It, it's not a character that's strong enough that he could be maintaining a series. Mm-hmm. And I did not like where it was going. It's. And it's not that I don't like those types of stories when done well, those grifter type stories like leverage TV show and everything. I, dude, I love that kind of stuff. Um, this just did not do that for me at all. It was completely bizarre, but I'm curious. I want to see what happens. I don't know if I'll like what happens, but it could be interesting. <laughs> and the thing with the the freaking putting the mask on at the end, you're like – what? Where, did, where yeah. did that come from? What the it hell? It was so people. It was so people who had no idea what was going on could recognize him from other comic books fifteen years ago. Yeah, because it's seriously. It was again. It was forced in because it's like out of left field. It's like, what the hell? And it's and like you're just carrying a mask around. <laughs> yeah, it's like when they were merging the universes, they went, "Okay, Grifter is the most high profile Wildstorm character." So we got to stick him in somewhere. Uh, Flashpoint. Let's make him the leader of the resistance in London. Okay, shove him in there. And like, okay, core universe. What are we going to do with him? Let's shove him in here. Like they're they're forcing Grifter into a a universe and a storyline he probably doesn't belong in. Okay. Omac, what's your thoughts? All right. (laughs) This... uh, My thoughts are very conflicted on this. Uh, Omac, the comic, is pure Kirby porn. And there's nothing wrong with that. Jack Kirby is one of the most, if not the most, influential creators in comic history. His vision, his style, unparalleled to this day. So what we have here is... I don't know about that. To this day? I don't know. Yes. Yeah. I'm sticking with it. Okay. What we have here is Kirby-created characters in a Kirby-style story done in Kirby style art. However, at no point in the credits did it say characters created by Jack Kirby. And that really turned me off on this comic. You look at Batman, Batman created by Bob Kane. You look in Demon Knights, Etrigan the Demon created by Jack Kirby. So if you're going to have a comic that is 22 pages of an homage to Jack Kirby, his ish- his name damn well better be in that issue somewhere. I was not crazy about this. I see. I'm Kirby time has come and gone, in my opinion. We, we've moved I'll agree. on. We, you can we, take what he did and modernize it. Yeah. So I really was not digging this at all. It, it wasn't something that I would have stopped partway through necessarily. I would have gone through to the end just to see what was happening. But pff, I am not invested in this character at all. Don't care at all. 
something that has to be said, Jack Kirby made his career out of creating things. He created, if you look, any comic you read has a character that was in some way created or influenced by Jack Kirby. And so many writers and artists these days try to, you know, pay homage to him and, you know, take the characters that he created and do something with them. I think Kirby personally would have preferred if you did your own thing, create your own characters instead of just trying to pick up where he left off. I agree. I agree. Okay, let's look at the villains issues now from Deathstroke and Suicide Squad. I said as well before, I find it very hard to be rooting for villains in a series. I mean, it would have to be really, really well written in order for you to care about and be able to relate to these characters. Deathstroke handles it a little bit better up until the end, and although Suicide Squad, in my opinion, was fail from beginning to end. Deathstroke is exactly what I expected in that completely pointless from a character standpoint, especially going from the Flashpoint where they made Deathstroke an interesting character because we had a reason to like him. Yeah. We, we don't here. And then Suicide Squad, I really wanted to like this because I've liked the predecessors, the the, the old Suicide Squad and uh, the Secret Six, because they took those villainous characters and made them interesting, gave you a reason to care about them. We didn't see that here. Okay. And for an issue that was, what, 18 pages of a torture scene? No thanks. Yeah. Okay, next up, we've got the military ones. We've got Men of War and Blackhawks. I actually thought that these were better done than a lot of the other, you know, higher profile titles. (laughs) I read this and went, damn, this is actually a fun read, engaging characters. I kind of liked it. I preferred uh, Men of War over Blackhawks. As did I. Blackhawks still relied a little bit too much on the, you know, supernatural kind of you know, handprint in concrete kind of thing. Um, and kind of a couple of cliches as well. Whereas Men of War was just a fantastic story. I mean, yeah, you got the machismo kind of bull as well. Damn it, another one. Uh, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but as a whole, the story was actually still pretty fun. I liked it. I really enjoyed Men of War um, a lot. Just especially that whole taking a realistic story and setting it in the superhero universe. I I like that. It's been done before, but I don't think it's been done better than it has been here. Okay. And then lastly, <laughs> saving the best for last, we have voodoo. <laughs> that, oh, that voodoo that you do. Um, this was bad beginning to end. First panel, strip club, and a compromising scene. Uh, it was seriously... I, I, the best example that you gave, it's that bad fa- fan fiction, is I'm going to be using that a lot now because this is <laughs> bad 14-year-old boy fan fiction is what this is. It is absolutely terrible. What's sad is compared to a lot of the other new 52 relaunches, this was really true to the source material. Uh I've never read a comic with voodoo in it before, but from what I'm hearing, this is how she was written, A, back in the 90s, and B, in a mature-rated title. So I have no idea what it's doing in a teen-rated title in a core lineup in 2011. Uh, Yeah. 
honestly, there's not much more I can say about this. I mean, I, I'm, <laughs> my enthusiasm for saying it's bad is starting to wane at this point now. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've been recording how long, and it's like, yeah, I, you can only say it's bad so much. I, I thought this was absolutely terrible. Mm-hmm. Okay, Young Justice, next category. Excuse me. We got Teen Titans, Static Shock, Hawk and Dove, Blue Beetle, Legion of Superheroes, and Legion Lost. Okay, here's some more of the... Let's give you some characters. You probably know them all. But I'm reading some of this going, okay, I don't know who the hell these guys are. And so, I mean, I'm willing to give the story a shot as long as the characters are engaging and well-written, even if I don't necessarily know who they all are. And like, I, some of the Legion of superheroes and lost guys. I know some of them, but I haven't followed it enough that I know everybody. The only reason I recognize them is from the cartoon. That's some of it. Me too. So it's like, okay, well, I kind of know some of these guys, but I'm certainly not an expert, but I mean, maybe once we're more familiarized with the characters then it'll be easier to care for them. But as it is now, it's really, really difficult to care for these characters. Especially Legion of Superheroes. It's like they didn't get the memo that it was a relaunch and they just kind of picked up where they left off. It, well, it, it, I have no idea what happened in that comic. Yeah. None. And again, I don't mind so much hitting the ground running. We discussed that. I don't mind sure. that as long as you're still blending in, as long as you still remember that it is a relaunch. So, you know, you still have to tell some backstory within reason. You have to explain what the hell's going on. And unfortunately, they're, they're just, it was just. It was just confusing as all hell, those two issues. Legion Lost was the better of the two, but it's not saying much. No, no, not at all. And again, based on this, I'm reading this thinking, no, no, I'm not, I'm not willing to get, uh, we discussed this before. There was a lot of titles that I'm will, I, I was willing to give you, you know, three or four issues to impress me. But after reading all of these, there's a lot of them that I'm like, nope, you didn't catch me at one. Sorry. <laughs> Suck it yeah. up. You blew it. And these two are among that. Now, <clears throat> pardon me. Now, one of the ones that I enjoyed was Blue Beetle, actually. And it can actually... I, can I, before you get on, I just want to stop you. Yeah. Um, I've already read this comic. Which we talked It was about written now. by... Blue Beetle. Oh, okay. It was written by Jeff Johns in 2006, and it was a lot better then. <laughs> it's, the, it's the exact same comic. Is it really? So now knowing that, continue. Okay. I did not know that. <laughs> Going back to my point of just grabbing crap and making it your own, doesn't matter where it came from, TV, movies, other comic books, make it happen. <laughs> we got new 52s to sell. Okay. Well, damn it. That changes everything. Exactly. I, I, that's why I, I didn't want you to go on extolling its virtues without knowing that. <laughs> I'm going to have to read that other one now. Okay. Damn. Okay, well, let's move on then. Um, Hawk and Dove, I could really care less <laughs> for. I had absolutely no use for. Hawk and Dove can be summed up in one word. Lee felt. <laughs> to, to just... It could boil down to one scene, just how ridiculous this comic is. Dove and Dead Man... Are, well, Dove is running across the rooftops doing whatever it is she's doing, talking to Dead Man. She jumps off the rooftop, lands on a car, crushes it to bits, and then walks away. That's the entire comic, right, in a nutshell. Okay. <laughs> what did that car do to her? <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's not like she was even chasing a supervillain. She was just on patrol 
destroys a car and walks away. No, the car is being chased by a cop car. No, this... it was parked. No, it's not. Dude, I've got did it I, right now. Did I miss something? You missed something because if you look at it, um, the scene where she is with Dead Man, um, there's a cop car with the lights on that's chasing this red car. So she jumps down and basically stops it. All right. Well, maybe I was just too busy looking at the terrible artwork to notice that. Okay. Yeah. No, that's what that is. Okay. Okay. So he's been redeemed. <laughs> maybe. No. <laughs> yeah. No. The 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 art is the art is funny when you're looking at some, especially his mouth. When you're looking at Hawk's so mouth, many and some teeth. Of, my God. But yeah, but the lips kind of curl out in an unnatural way. It just makes no sense. I really. It wasn't just that though. I really had no use for the story at all and i know you feel the same way yeah okay static shock exactly what i expected it to be i mean it was on point to how the character has been established both in previous comics and in the cartoon series it it was okay i i can't say anything else about it i didn't like it hey Hey. you know what i there's very few characters that i could stand that level of cockiness from and then i kind of go okay that's you know I, I, I get tired of that so fast and there's way too much of that in here and way too much of his internal monologuing. And I really, the story also, I really just wasn't digging the story. So quite frankly, I didn't like it. Definitely not reading more. It, it was in between for me, but the, the character was how the character should be written. That's, okay. that's, that's the best I can say. Yeah. Meh, not for me. Teen Titans. Uh, basically relaunching. So it's a rebuilding of the team kind of thing. The, the kid flash is made out to be a complete and utter jackass, which I mean, he was, he, he came out like a freaking better roses in flashpoint in his little story. Mm-hmm. And here he's just this annoying kid that's ruining crap. And I mean, I really, I can see where they're going with this. It's the same kind of thing as we're seeing with the Justice League, where it is setting up the characters and how they're going to be interacting together. But as a whole, and I, I mean, I mean, I've said it before. I kind of like the Teen Titans. I remember reading all of the, or not reading, watching the, the the comic books or the series with my kids and everything. And I've read some of the comics that I enjoyed. So I, I'm really willing to give this um, some leeway. But they're they're making it pretty difficult. I don't know. I actually liked this comic a lot more than I thought I would. I mean, it's distilling the characters back to their cores. Like they're 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 rebooting more than they're relaunching. I liked the portrayal of Kid Flash based on how he was when he first showed up as a character. I the the, the taking the whole Flashpoint aspect out of it. This is one of those titles that I don't mind kind of rebooting the characters on. I I liked the Kid Flash. I I'm happy to see Tim Drake doing anything because we really haven't seen Tim Drake do anything at all in about five years. Uh, I liked he was cool. Uh, I liked the writing on Power Girl or Wonder Girl or whatever she wants to call herself. Yeah, I I can't say it was good, but I can say I enjoyed it. I I can't put my finger on it. I I, want to give this a couple more issues. Yeah, it's. Unfortunately, I didn't think that, uh, well, Robin's the only interesting character, really, to be honest. I, the other ones, I just did not find them interesting at all. It's it's funny because when you compare it to the Justice League, the obvious comparison, I mean, it's the same kind of thing where you're having the setup where the characters are meeting each other and whatnot, only with the Justice League characters, it was handled so much 
better. It was far more engaging, far more interesting. And with this, it's a lot more of a, uh, you're, you're kind of relying on stereotypes of what you think kids are as well too which i don't like it when they do that yes in some cases but not in all cases and this was far too many little stereotypes throughout i was just expecting it to be really bad and it wasn't (laughs) okay that wraps it up that is all of them now as if we haven't made it clear enough already (laughs) i am disappointed I am so disappointed. It is unbelievable. When this was first announced, I I was so excited for this concept. And unlike a lot of other people that were diehard fans of the characters as they are and we can't have change and things like that, I thought that wiping the slate clean, or at least cleaner, and allowing new life to be breathed into these characters and new stories and everything. I thought that would be phenomenal. And I was on board for that. That's not what happened here at (laughs) all, at all, at all. Basically it was a, let's just let marketing be in charge of this Mm -hmm. and let's make it so that there are as few changes as possible where you know, where some people would say it counts. That way we're not alienating the people who don't want things to change. But then what that does is it completely messes up continuity as a whole. And then it makes it so that they're having to explain continuity and where it comes from because they're not starting at one. It's not from scratch. These characters are established in this new continuity, but they still have to explain how certain things fit in with the old continuity, which just winds up making this unbelievably convoluted mess to write. And unfortunately, sorry to most of the writers on the staff there. I'm sorry, guys, but maybe you'll do better. In my opinion, the writers did not did not earn their pay with a lot of these number ones. I was disgusted with a lot of the stuff that I saw here. It was either bad, it was either poorly written, or it was either, you know, stolen from other people, (laughs) or just point blank uninspiring with a a few, very few exceptions. It all comes down to editorial control for me. If you're going to do a relaunch of this magnitude, you have to get your editors and your writers together in a conference, sit down, lock the door, and don't leave until you've got it figured out. The the continuity is such a disaster. How they want everything to make sense, be reader accessible, and even the number ones don't go together properly. (laughs) Like... And how going back to, to previous continuity, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to go back to you know Crisis on Infinite Earths. I'm going to go back to Brightest Day. That was last year or earlier this year even. How Brightest Day is in continuity for characters like Swamp Thing, Dead Man, you know, Hawk and Dove. And yet it's completely out of continuity for Firestorm, for the entire Justice League International, all those related characters. It's. It doesn't make sense. It's like they said, okay, here's a comic. Write what you want. We'll figure it out later. (laughs) Yes. And I I don't want to make this a Marvel versus DC thing, but 
I know enough about how Marvel works, how they have their conferences, how they'll get their entire team together. Like they'll get all of the Avengers writers together, you know, for the Avengers as well as the solo titles and work something out that it might not be good, (laughs) but it'll make sense and it'll all relate to each other. Same thing with the X-Men titles. It doesn't necessarily have to be good, but it works. It all fits together. And this was 52 separate issues that just kind of got squashed together without any overarching plan. See, that's the big thing there. If they're going to take so much care with things like, you know, War of Light and The Brightest Day and different things like that, where they make sure that there's, you know, it's, it's, the story is arcing across a multitude of different issues and different things like that. And sure, there were problems there. Of course there were. But as a whole, stories still progressed in a manner of which it made sense kind of thing. It, it still was a cohesive one story, just bloody freaking long. Here, it's just like you said, it's just a whole bunch of crap was tossed at you and it's just none of it ties in together properly if at all and it's just so much of it was in my opinion i'm sorry i thought so much of it was crap it's unbelievable i'd say it's about on par with dc before the relaunch no see i don't think so i i think that there was a lot stronger material before than there is now i mean you don't have to look any further than again just your your justice league international which again i know you loved it before had they started a series based on what had happened just prior to the relaunch dude that would have been a phenomenal series mm-hmm. the- well i'm not saying title to title it's the same but i'd say overall my interest in the entire DC line okay, is yeah. about the same. There are things I didn't like before that I do now and things that I did like before that now I don't. It They just kind of switched places. And see, for me, it's actually gone down. It's not the same. It's actually gone down. I... I, I'm one of the few people that, like, I'm not going to say I, I prefer Marvel over DC, you know. I will. I, I know, and but I won't. <laughs> I like a good story, plain and simple. And I'd read good stories in DC as well as in in, uh, in Marvel. And so I didn't care. And I still, I'm, I was picking up a number of DC titles. But now, looking at this, there are so few DC titles that I'm going to be picking up on a regular basis. I'm I'm disgusted with this. Absolutely disgusted. I would be very interested to know how many of these 52 are still around six months from now. Six months? Jesus. I don't think they're going to well, last you, you that long. Well, you have to figure months. that... Well, you have to have a lot of lead-in time with the art and, and the inking and all. So you have to figure each of these comics has four or five issues in the can at this point. I don't know how many they do or not. And also, I know that, yeah, some of them may get the artwork done, but nobody's above killing something if it's going to be cost too much to put it out, regardless of if the work's been done or not. True. So... It's just sell it digital. <laughs> Save yourself the cost. So... <laughs> Of these 52, then, you were saying that you kind of narrowed it down to how many you would be, you would continue picking up. How many are we talking about? I've got eight on a month-to-month basis. And they are? Uh, let me scroll up to the top here. Uh, Batman, obviously. Green Lantern Core. Uh, Justice League. Flash. Justice League Dark. Animal Man. Frankenstein. And Demon Knights. And like I said, I really liked the dark line. So 
it's no surprise that half of the ones that I really enjoyed are in that line. Right. See, I'm looking at Batman without a doubt. I would pick up on a, on a regular basis. Batwing, I'm going to give it a shot with this story arc and see if it can maintain what I like. Um, but from there, it might not continue to be one that I pick up on a regular basis unless the character becomes someone that's very, very strong. Um, and then looking down, Green Lantern core as well. If they can keep Sinestro around a little bit more, maybe Green Lantern, but if not, forget it. I'm I not going to be bothering too much with that one. Red Lanterns may be something that I continue reading on a regular basis. Again, it's going to have to be one of those where I'm going to give that story arc a little bit of time, but that's going to be it. Um, Justice League, yeah, I'll give it a chance now that I've seen everything else and 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 hope that does well. The Flash is definitely going to be one that um, that I continue reading. And then I'm scrolling through and it's like, hmm, and I guess that's it. So you basically have the same list of me without the dark. <laughs> Pretty much. Damn See, yeah. and that's just, you know, those are the comics that I'm committing myself to four or six issues to. There's a, there's a few others in there, like Red Lanterns, that will possibly become monthly titles, but I don't want to commit to just yet. Yeah. Oh, no, if if this was one where I had to, you know, buy a subscription for a year, oh, Dude, the list would be a lot shorter than that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Just based on what we've seen so far, what we can expect from these. Oh, no. I My faith is shot. Shot. Okay. And uh, hold on a second here. Yeah, that was it. You have anything else, Ed? Not really. I, no. think, I think we I think we bitched covered enough. it enough. Yeah. Yeah. What's what's funny is that we've again like like everything it's a creative art so people are going to have very different opinions of this. I actually have a feature that I'm going to be playing at the end of the podcast so make sure not to stop and once you hear us stop talking there's a fantastic feature from Joe where he talks about his thoughts on a lot of these 52s most of these 52s and so it's it's funny because i didn't want just a feature that would agree with everything that we said but a different opinion is what i wanted and joe is actually far more forgiving and actually enjoyed a lot of these that i point blank had no use for he actually enjoyed them and it's not like joe doesn't know comics either he does it's just again when you're looking at something that's very subjective there's going to be varying degrees of interest in in the issues yeah, like, look no farther than Batwoman. That's been receiving consistent nines in reviews, and neither of us liked it at all. No. Oh, well, I wouldn't say so. that I like didn't like it at all, but it's... Oh, sorry, did you say Batgirl or Batwoman? Batwoman. Yeah. I wouldn't say I didn't... I disliked it, but I certainly wouldn't give it a nine. I mean, it might be a 6.5, maybe a seven, but probably not. Yeah. But, uh, but anyway. That's all opinion. Yeah, all opinion. Definitely. That's... We didn't even agree on a, on a lot of these. So, so the uh, the new titles, of course, this month uh, we're getting now. This week we've got uh, the big ones, of course, are Action Comics number two, Animal Man number two, Detective Comics number two. We got Huntress number one, which you were saying that that's uh, now that the the new fifty two are out, they're putting out some some mini series. How long mini series is Huntress? I believe it's eight issues. Okay, and we got Red Lanterns number two and Swamp Thing number two. So again, of those, I'm not picking them all up. Yeah, and that list was 13 last week. Yeah. Or last month. Uh, Marvel Comics, you're looking at uh, Avengers 1959, number one. What is that? Is that a new series or uh, just a, a miniseries? They, it's a miniseries. Uh, did you, have you been reading New Avengers? No. 
they did kind of a crossover storyline where Nick Fury assembled a team of Avengers back in the 50s consisting of Sabretooth, uh, Craven the Hunter, and just like a bunch of fun characters. It was interesting. Okay. Uh, Hulk number 42, Spider Island, Heroes for Hire, Superior number 5, Thunderbolts 164, and... Schism is finally ending with number five. And then on the image side, we've got two number 21. <laughs> and we've got Invincible 83, Severed uh, number three, and Walking Dead. No, it's not 83. You screwed that up. I did? Yes. Whatever. Damn it. 87. Let's go with that. No, we're not. Because I'm going to be <laughs> editing all this crap out because you didn't do your job right. <laughs> Damn it. Hold on. Let me get my list. I think it's 89, actually. Yep, 89. Crap. So, that was close. The walking, by six issues? That's not close. I had one That's a right? month and a half. <laughs> Jeez, dude. Okay. And you know what's funny is that we were talking earlier, too, and I was saying, like, I'm going to be going into the comic book store, and I'm going to be looking at everything that uh, with the, the 52s to see which ones I'm going to be picking up. Because even though I'm willing to give them a shot, I might not pick them up, pick them up right away. There's only two comic books that I told the comic book dude to set aside for me that I'm definitely picking up. And they're both the same one. It's Chew number 21. <laughs> I'm buying one for myself and one for my daughter. The rest, I'm going to be looking at to see whether or not I'm going to be picking up. And I'm, I'd be very interested to know how many of those number twos are still on the shelf come Saturday. Yeah. Well, there's a whole bunch of reprintings as well of number one. So if you miss some oh, of those yeah, number of ones and you're interested... Huh, Surprise, surprise, if you are. But if you are, there's a whole bunch of reprints that are hitting the shelves this week as well. Okay, with that, we're actually going to call it a wrap. It is, like I said, a long show. Make sure to check after we're done here, though, because there is that feature from Joe if you want a difference of opinions on a lot of these titles. Of course, you can see us at comebookinformer.com, and we are on Twitter at CBinformer. If you have any questions, comments, or submissions or anything, you can send them to Roger or Vince at comicbookinformer.com. With that, we'll talk to you guys next week. Throughout the history of the comic book industry, writers, producers, and artists have taken the opportunity to reset their worlds. Large, universe-sweeping events take place that completely wipe the slate clean and allow them to revisit their characters and tell their stories for newer audiences. Crisis on Infinite Earth, Infinite Crisis, are examples of this. Recently, DC has taken the opportunity to wipe the slate clean and to tell some of the more popular hero stories over again different angles, different writers, and slightly different spins on each of them. The events leading up to it, Flashpoint, were phenomenal. They skewed the worlds and made all sorts of awesome little tweaks to certain characters, all in preparation for what is being called the New 52. The New 52 is a massive collection of the most popular heroes that DC currently has, starting from the beginning. Batman, Aquaman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, just to name a few. The move has been greeted with both adoring satisfaction by some readers and outright hatred by others. Some comic series and the line have tend to be really fantastically well written, uh, great visuals, great art, others questionable content. 
We're not going to get into too much of any political controversies about it. We're just going to talk about the resets. Each hero, each reset is being told in a different way. Slight tweaks to the story, slight tweaks to the characters, also different starting points. The perfect example are the multiple Batman titles. Not only is Batman being reset, Detective Comics is being reset, Batman and Robin is being reset, Nightwing is being reset. There's basically every line of the Batman comics is being reset and being retold in different manners. We'll start from the top. JLA is sort of rolling up with the retelling of how the first Justice League was got together. And it's done in such a way where people that are kind of familiar with the heroes that may have seen them in movies but not quite certain of their past can start seeing some of the interactions between them. Like Batman being greeted by a really overzealous Green Lantern who thinks, well, I'm all-powerful, I've got everything. Action Comics number one, uh, which is absolutely fantastically well-written. Uh, it basically just takes all the Action Comics, re-rolls it back. Superman 1, a complete retelling of Superman's interaction with the world, how Clark interacts with those around him. Superboy number 1, how the genetic monstrosity was created is being completely revisited. The ketones are all there, but the character is slightly different. Batman number 1 by Scott Snyder shows a fantastically twisted version of the Dark Knight, but stays true to the original feeling of the character. Batgirl number one sees Barbara Gordon return back to the role of Batgirl, which some people love and some people haven't really been too fond of. Batwoman number one takes a beautiful art style to tell the story of the main character. The world pulls you in and does so from a very visual standpoint. The visuals, the art, give you the mood of the character, the mood of the scene, whether she's herself or whether she's Batwoman and there's a very distinct draw between them. Catwoman plays fan service to all the fans of Catwoman and Batman. Red Hood and the Outlaws uh, showcases the Red Hood uh, also known as uh, Jason Todd, one of the original Robins who's come back from the dead, as well as some other characters like Starfire. Batwing number one is also very phenomenally well written surprisingly so and is one that most people thought was going to be garbage, but, well, it was actually pretty fantastic. Nightwing number one was also very well done. It basically retells the story of Dick Grayson having to confront some of his past fears, such as the circus in which his family was killed. Batman and Robin number one starts to show the shifting relationship between Bruce Wayne and Damien, and how that's all going to pan out. DC Universe Presents number one also is being reset. Green Lantern is also re-reset, with Hal no longer being the Green Lantern, and Sinestro being welcomed into the corpse. It's going to be very interesting to see how that all plays off. Green Lantern New Guardians is also being redone. Red Lanterns are now having their own comic. Animal Man, Animal Man number one uh, is being... It was really interesting. The art style was phenomenal. The writing was... A, Interesting. It'll be one that actually bears watching. 
Swamp Thing was phenomenal, uh, written again by Scott Snyder. And it's starting to retell the story of a character that people did forget for a long time, was actually a very heavy hitter in DC Comics a long time ago. And yeah, it's definitely one of their IPs. You have Legion Lost. You have Birds of Prey number one, which is actually really well done. It shows the characters such as Black Canary, very strong female roles without being too exploitive. Uh, Basically, they kick ass and take names, and it's what you would expect out of a Birds of Prey comic. Teen Titans is being redone as well, retelling the story of the assembly of the team uh, with Red Robin in basically control of the group. Uh, Savage Hawkman. Blue Beetle number one, another fantastically written story, with a new character at the helm of Blue Beetle, uh, which takes place with a Hispanic kid taking over the role. Um, It adds a different sort of cultural flavor to it. Wonder Woman number one has a very interesting art style. It's somewhere between pastel and actual comic books. Very interesting read, and looking forward to seeing how it plays off as there is direct interaction with the gods of Olympus. The Fury of Firestorm is being redone. Uh, Aquaman number one is also being redone, where Aquaman's stories are being retold. Uh, You're getting more characterization out of Aquaman. You're getting to know his roots, what makes him tick, as well as some of his past that you may not have actually known about. Mr. Terrific number one. Flash number one, which was phenomenally well written, and tells the story of Flash from his beginnings and basically what makes him tick. And it's a great way to start it off. Green Arrow number one takes place with Ollie multitasking, uh, his role of Green Arrow at the same time running his company. Uh, there's going, it looks like they're setting up some very interesting intrigue both in the corporate world as well as the superhero supervillain world there. Justice League International allows Booster Gold to take the main stage as they're putting together a team of multicultural superheroes from around the world. It's like Justice Friends, Boys and Girls, but international and better because Booster Gold has a spine and actually can kick some serious ass. It comes with the endorsement of none other than Batman himself. Captain Adam number one resets the story of Captain Adam from the beginning. Grifter number one is also out. Legion of Superheroes has been released. OMAC number one also comes out. Batman the Dark Knight, again a Batman title that was being redone, adds a delicious twist on the Batman series. All Western number one. Justice League Dark number one. Demon Knights number one. Frankenstein, Agent of Shade. It is an interesting concept, but it seems like DC is trying to reset the character Frankenstein, which was absolutely phenomenal in the Flashpoint series, one of the most entertaining ones we have, to, to unfortunately fit more like a Hellboy series. I'm, it could has it has the potential to be very good, or it could just be left to the wayside. Resurrection Man number one, I Vampire, Voodoo, which was supposedly to bring female viewers and readers back into the fold, but has had questionable returns. Static Shock number one, telling the story of Static Shock, otherwise known as Black Vulcan, for anybody who remembers that one back in the day. Hawk and Dove number one adds an interesting dynamic between Hawk and Dove. Uh, the Avatar of War and the Avatar of Peace are not 
actually related like brothers. It's a female character playing Dove, and her name is Dawn, D-A-W-N, instead of Don, D-O-N, the previous Dove. And Hawk is still around, and the interactions between the two are very interesting. It's very well written, surprisingly so. Um, and it's interesting to see how they're going to learn to trust each other when previous installments of Hawk and Dove have been brother and brother, sister and sister, so on and so forth. Sergeant Rock and the Men of War, Stormwatch number one, Deathstroke number one, which was phenomenal up until the very end where he makes sort of a move that you knew was coming but didn't kind of expect. Um, I won't ruin it for you because that would be quite the spoiler, but... It is a fantastically well-written characterization of Deathstroke as well as a good comic and will definitely be something to watch. Suicide Squad number one pits some of the most villainous of villains in the DC Universe together in a team, but with questionable motives, questionable results. The comic will be interesting, has the potential to be good, but is something that I think may have jumped the shark a little bit. And then you have, of course, Blackhawks, number one. 52 titles being reset, telling some of the most iconic stories that DC has to offer. These will either be fantastic or horrible, but for the most part, they've been pretty good. Honestly, out of all 52 titles, I'm looking forward to reading the first three or four of all of them before I make final judgments on them. So I hope you get a chance to pick some of them up. My highlights so far, and the ones that I would suggest... Above all else, JLA number one, Action Comics number one, Superman number one, Batman number one, Batwoman number one, Batwing number one, Nightwing number one, Batman and Robin number one, Swamp Thing number one, Birds of Prey number one, Teen Titans number one, Blue Beetle number one, Supergirl number one, Wonder Woman number one, Aquaman number one, Flash number one, Green Arrow number one, Justice League International number one, as well as Batman the Dark Knight number one. Those would be my top picks. If you're only going to pick up a handful or even close to half, that's what I would spend my time reading, as they are amazingly well-written comics and stories, and are interesting little tweaks on stories you think you might already know. Mm-hmm. 